You know what time it is. It is the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels, the last one for at least a week. Not at least a week, just next week. I'm not going to do anything next week. I'm going on sabbatical. Don't ask me to do another podcast. Maybe I'll repost some old podcasts just to take a short stroll down memory lane. So this story has been going around fairly quickly. Senators, and this is from WBTV, CBS. Senators, CIA has secret program that collects American data. You don't say. And this is also in the Associated Press. Oh, that's so, so newsworthy. The CIA has a secret undisclosed data repository, not suppository, that includes information collected about Americans. Two Democrats on the Senate Intelligence Committee said on Thursday, Senators Ron Wyden and Martin Heinrich of New Mexico sent a letter to top intelligence officials calling for more... Okay, so basically the whole thing is is that we're now getting confirmation that the CIA is doing something that we suspected that they were doing all along, and that is, in fact, collecting data on Americans all the time, in real time, to be used at any time against them. So, this is the way... Now, if you do any sort of research into, into the CIA... Then the whole deal is, is that they're trying to protect America from foreigners. The evil ne'er-do-wells that don't live on the fruited plains of America. So the only way that they can really technically go after anybody in America, an American citizen, is if that data goes across national boundaries. So, in the case of the election of 2020, you had a whole bunch of votes that were cast electronically go to servers in places like Italy and Germany, and then shoot back to the United States to uh, confirm the results of the ballots. Do you understand how that works? You cast the ballot in America, that data gets sent to Italy and Germany, and then that data then gets tallied and shot back to to servers in America. Kind of an elaborate web of deceit. That is, right? So that means that the CIA, being that that data is going across national boundaries, can then intercept the data, analyze it, store it, do whatever it wants to it, right? That's the whole purpose behind that. So the CIA is probably doing something along those lines through various companies like, uh, oh, I don't know, Cox Communications, uh, if you're in the, in the Southwest and, uh, any, any internet provider, any data provider is going to potentially be sending your data overseas to get it shot back to the United States. And if that's the case, then the CIA could technically legally, in quotes, because it's extremely dubious, it's as dubious as a medical mandate, uh, then get their filthy digits all over it and collect the data and subsequently store it. So, uh, congratulations, you've now admitted to something that we knew that they were doing all along. And this I, I, this next thing, I, I just don't I, I just don't understand it. And it's fine if you're into sexual proclivities outside of work. Uh, unless you work for CNN, then you could just jerk off in front of a Zoom call uh, on camera in front of your coworkers, or you can just start uh, groping men if you're Don Lemon. Uh, groping women, if you are anybody, you know, on and on with Jeffrey Zucker and everything else. The the Biden administration has decided to hire a drag queen uh, and also what they call 
a uh, I think they call it a pup handler. Oh, this is this is just fantastic stuff. A recent high level hire. This is from the National Pulse. At the Department of Energy's Office of Nuclear Energy is a drag queen LGBTQ plus activist who has lectured on kink at college campuses. Now that could be an interesting conversation. In one interview, Sam Brinton, now a top Biden official, even discusses having, guess what, bestiality. Yes, that's right. Brinton, who has written in opposition to gay conversion therapy was recently tapped to serve as the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition. There's a joke in there somewhere. In the Office of Nuclear Energy for the Department of Energy. He also goes by Sister Ray D. Oactive. Oh, goodness. Just look at the wordplay. And in his bio, you'll love this, it reveals that Sam has worn his stilettos to Congress very, very sassy, to advise legislators about nuclear policy and to the White House, where he advised Obama and Big Mike Obama on LGBT issues. He shows young men and women everywhere that he goes, that he can be who they are, or and they can be who they are, and gives them courage. Really? That's what they give? All right. So once while he was walking around Disney World, well-known area for child trafficking, in six-inch stilettos with his boyfriend, a young man saw Sam with his boyfriend and started to cry. His, he told his mother, "'Tis true, Mom. We can be our own princess here." What a world to live in. He, Mr. Brinton is also part of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, and guess what? He is a principal contact for the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Oh, goodness gracious. And he just loves Dr. Fauci so much. Big surprise there. He declared Dr. Fauci a saint, and he refers to Dr. Fauci as Daddy Fauci. Despite the fact, as we all know, that Dr. Fauci really did nothing for the gay community during the 80s when Dr. Fauci was ostracizing them for transmitting AIDS all over the place and trying to make them into a modern-day leper. It's so stupid. It is absolutely moronically stupid how these mental patients will follow somebody like Dr. Fauci. It's completely bizarre. How could anybody take this guy seriously? The new Biden-Harris nuclear official has been involved in activism since college. And he emphasized he is the quote-unquote slutty one, just like most Democrats and closeted Republicans. The sister's mission is in complete alignment with my passion for removing the guilt people feel every day and the joy the sisters bring. It's so beautiful. Oh, gosh. And then we have all of these pictures of him engaging in pup play. No, it's it's not... Ne- well, I was going to say these people are fully clothed. Yet I was wrong from Metro Weekly where they are creating this holier-than-thou... Ugh. Holier-than-thou figure with Mr. Brinton. It shows him with his pup. So if you don't know what a pup is, it is usually a man clad in leather regalia with leather mittens, 
with a leather dog mask, a collar, and usually the pup handler has a leash to lead the pup around on hands and knees. Now, this particular picture in Metro Weekly with Mr. Brinton shows the uh, the chaps, the leather chaps of the pup. Uh, it is nowhere, there is no fabric to be seen and what looks like to be an anal plug dog tail coming out of the anus of the pup whilst Mr. Brinton lovingly puts his head on top of the pup's head whilst clasping his jaw from below. I mean, just such a... (laughs) God. (laughs) This is the dumbest fucking bullshit. Okay, I actually have trouble when we transition from pup play to having sex, Mr. Brinton said. Like, no, I can't have you whimper like that when we're having sex because I don't want to mix that world. It's interesting because he doesn't have to come out of pup mode to have me F him. I personally have to bring him out of pup perception for me, but then I'm still treating him... (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes, isn't it lovely? Oh, this is a wonderful picture, too. He also led... He also led a session called Kink 101 at the University of Nebraska. And there he is again, dressed in a uh, in, in, in American flag stilettos, platform stilettos. Uh, what looks like to be lipstick on him, shaved head with a poof-style mohawk, a, an evening gown-type dress, and yes, below him are three pups. Leather-clad gentlemen on hands and knees waiting for Mr. Brinton to lead them wherever he sees fit. So yes, this person is now in charge of nuclear waste. And... (laughs) Oh, and by the... (laughs) And by the way... (laughs) And by the way, yes, uh, the government... (laughs) The Biden administration is giving funding to other organizations uh, to supply crack pipes to uh, crack addicts during Black History Month. I mean, come on, how bad do you have to... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He's he's for us. But we don't get mean tweets anymore, thank goodness. Oh, God. So another degenerate Democrat uh, and loser comes from Juliet Kayem, K-A-Y-Y-E-M. She's this moron Democrat. She can, She and her idiotically stupid husband, David Barron, are some of the biggest war criminals out there. And she had something stupid to say about all of these truckers in Canada. So this is from the Activist Post and John Rappaport. He's a good, he's a good writer. As... Of writing this morning, GoFundMe has, and this is a couple of days old, uh, has cut off $9 million from the Canadian trucker convoy. We knew about that. But what's even worse is that they decided, the courts decided that um, you're, they're not going to get their money through an alternative funding uh, company that said, yes, I think it was Go, Go Send Me or something like that. Um, so... They are now effectively cut off. There's a judge in in Canada that said you can't do anything about it. Uh, Cops are confiscating fuel and food 
from these truckers. And it's just really, it's a human rights tragedy. And nobody said a word about BLM burning cities down and killing people. Um, but not, I shouldn't say that. No one said a word when Antifa went around burning cities and killing people. Uh, and BLM was painting murals all over streets. Uh, remember BLM, Black Lives Matter, I think that's what they painted uh, on the street in front of Donald Trump's hotel in New York City. Uh, nobody said a word about that. That's all fine. George Soros funded it. George Soros hired all the district attorneys to let everybody else out of prison. And uh, th th there you go. Everything's fine. But when it comes to people actually going against the mainstream narrative of forcing mandates, of forcing inoculations, forcing uh, not only the vaccinations, but the boosters and people of regular working folks, lunch bucket peats, they're out there regular ham and eggers, they're out there, all of a sudden, now that's a problem. So here is the problem with GoFundMe. GoFundMe has some, oh, some icky ties to a venture, venture capital firm, Accel, A-C-C-E-L, and Technology Crossover Ventures own a major stake in GoFundMe. So this is what's significant about this. Accel helped Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook get off the ground. They gave Facebook $13 million to launch. So Jim Breyer, this clown, was the head of Axel. Breyer is a billionaire. He belongs to the Council on Foreign Relations. He belongs to the World Economic Forum. And he has major, major financial ties to China. In 2004, Gilman Louie joined the board of the National Venture Capital Association of America, an interest group. The chairman of this interest group is none other than the aforementioned Jim Breyer. Gilman Louie is the first CEO of the CIA startup called InQtel, where there was a lot of uh, ickiness that InQtel was a uh, part of, including uh, basically hoovering up data on people. That's not only the connection between Facebook funder and Excel's Jim Brewer and the CIA's Gilman Louie, in 2004, Louie went to work for BBN Technologies, headed up by Breyer. And Anita Jones then joined blah, 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 and Intel and, you know, CIA, DARPA, on and on we go. So, Axel owns, or co-owns, the majority stake of GoFundMe. Axel has a history of rubbing shoulders with the CIA. And here's the funny part about all of this. Axel, oh, given all this, it might be surprising, GoFundMe didn't cut off the Canadian trucker, blah, 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 blah. But Axel has invested in Spotify, the platform whose number one star is Joe Rogan. So, GoFundMe, Axel, Facebook, CIA, InQtel, Jim Breyer, Council on Foreign... This is really what you're looking at is a massive, massive, massive faction fight. The, the, the rhetoric is always going to be whatever the mainstream narrative is. It's just what company you're going to do it with, right? So let's, let's take this example. You've got Spotify, and you've got all of these loser musicians leaving Spotify. Oh, Neil Young. Whoa. Leaving Spotify to join another company. That other company is called Hypnosis. And it's spelled H-I-P-G-N-O-S-I-S. -S. So there is an occult background to this. Hypnosis is partially owned by BlackRock. Hypnosis is also 
in cahoots with Pfizer. So when Joe Rogan suddenly has on Dr. Malone, Dr. Malone then starts to question the whole efficacy and efficacy, EF and ETH, of these mRNA inoculations. All of a sudden, everybody leaves Spotify to join a hip... They don't say it yet, but they're all leaving Spotify. They're saying, enough is enough, I can't stand this misinformation, and we'll only come back if you get rid of Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is being paid too much, and Joe Rogan has 100 million listeners. There's no way that Spotify is going to get rid of Joe Rogan. So, here's the other part of this. All of those musicians leave to, behind the scenes, go to hypnosis. Spotify... By the way, the same uh, uh, funders, the same um, venture capitalist style firms that own Spotify also are involved with Moderna. So you now see the faction fight that's going on. You are watching and witnessing a massive, massive propaganda campaign, a vaccine faction fight between financial arms using music and the media and podcasters as their pawns to make sure that their particular style of propaganda and their products, so uh, hypnosis for Pfizer, Spotify for Moderna, their products are promoted on those separate platforms to make sure they get the biggest market share, meaning you, possible. That's all this is about. There's nothing more to it. Nothing more to it. And that's exactly it. You always have to look at the backgrounds of these people, and you have to look at where these people come from and what they're doing. What's the real motivation behind all of this? And one idiot, Harvard professor, CNN analyst, oh, Juliet K.M. She is, I think she's a Lebanese immigrant, married to the equally despotic David J. Barron. So she comes out there, she's all up in arms about the Canadian Freedom Convoy. She says the convoy protest, applauded by right-wing media as a freedom protest, is an economic and security issue now. Is it really? Because the pictures that I see of that, it's a whole bunch of families playing around uh, and trying to make an effing point. The Ambassador Bridge link constitutes 28%. Of annual trade movement, blah, blah, blah. She then says, slash the tires, empty the gas tanks, arrest the drivers, and move the trucks. Well, sweetheart, let me, let me just, I know you probably haven't left your penthouse apartment, or maybe you haven't left your Tudor home, wherever you may be living, um, but if you have a whole bunch of trucks on a bridge sitting there, it's going to be really difficult To remove those trucks after they don't have any gas in their gas tanks, they don't have any tires because they're all slashed, and you've arrested the drivers. How are you going to tow those trucks off a bridge? I mean, this woman is an idiot. She is so dumb, it makes people's hair hurt. Now, what's her background? All you have to do is go to to a brief Wikipedia page, and you find out that she's eyeball deep in homeland security nonsense. Uh, she's She worked for something called the NSO Group. The NSO Group is an Israeli technology firm 
and they marketed something called the Pegasus Spying Tool. Now, that group, the NSO group, owned a company that General Flynn worked for, so he didn't work directly for the NSO group. He was two uh, degrees away from the NSO group. But what essentially what the Pegasus Spying Tool was is that it allowed any government agency, any group that bought the tool, to spy on everybody and anyone in real time. This spying tool was related to Khashoggi's murder. So Jamal Khashoggi, remember him? He was literally torn up and sawn apart uh, whilst he was sedated. He was still alive. He was probably conscious on some level, and they cut him up in a hotel. And they used the Pegasus spying tool to do that. So they also more than likely used the Pegasus spying tool during the 2020 election cycle. And so that's where that comes from. So that's, I, I mean, just stop it. Just, really, just stop it. Her husband, if you want to know how degenerate these people are, her husband, David Jeremiah Barron, more than likely dual citizen to another country. He was one of the legal masterminds of, you'll love this, arguing on the justification of why President Obama can use drone strikes against American citizens without due process. This is the kind of behavior that we're looking at here. These are the kinds of individuals that are supposedly having the moral high ground to pass judgment upon us knuckle-draggers. We knuckle-draggers, not us knuckle-draggers. So, please, save yourself. Please, just, just set up the gallows now. Give me some rotten fruit, rotten vegetables. I'd really love to launch it at these people. Really make them uncomfortable. We don't want anybody to die or get hurt. We just want to embarrass them. Maybe tar and feather them through the streets. Okay, so that's going to be it for me. It's the Last Call Podcast. Chris Michaels, find me, like me, share me. Last Call Caravan on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm going to be off all next week. So I will talk again in two weeks unless something astronomically amazing happens before then. Then I may just do a one-minute, two-minute, three-minute more podcast, but I doubt it. So as always, I appreciate the listens. I appreciate the likes. Until two weeks from now, you lovable fuzzballs, Don't let your meat loaf.